As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, Joy, welcome to the show. I can't believe it took me this long to get you on. OMG, Uh, (laughs) you're kind of at the beginning of like year two of the Built to Last show. So welcome, welcome. I am thrilled to powwow with you for the next 30, 45 minutes. Absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. So listeners, what you don't know about me and Joy is that we live probably seven or eight miles apart. Uh, We live in the state of Florida. and I get to see Joy in the flesh every once in a while. We recently got together, I don't know, about six six or eight weeks ago or so, we had breakfast together right down the street. So it's just so lovely to connect in real life with these faces and people that you're meeting online. I love that I get to see you and, and talk life and right. business with you, Joy. Yes. Yes. I so enjoy that too. And we have a lot of similar things and, you know, what's important to us and our families and, you know, how we help people. So yes, I just love that and really appreciate you having me on today and have some really great conversation. That's going to be inspiring and helpful. And I hope give some new perspectives on some issues. Yeah. We have, so we uh, have a lot of topics that Joy and I are both really really excited to talk about, to share with you. So Joy, give the audience a little bit of context. So, you know, you and I have both, we actually both started our businesses in 2011. You just shared that with me before we pressed record. (laughs) I was like, oh, me too. You know, we have families, we have certain dynamics with families. Um, You and I are in a relatively similar, like we're both in the business category. Uh, Just kind of fill people in on the blanks of like, what does your life look like? What does home life look like? What does business look like? Um, And I think that'll give people a really good picture of, uh, you know, before we dive into a deeper discussion about some of these Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah, happy to share. So yeah, my life experience has been different than expected. And like you, Megan, another commonality, we're both former teachers. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So I used to teach middle school math and, you know, I had in the plan, I married my high school sweetheart, you know, we both got you know, first jobs, five years married. I'm pregnant with twins. Wow. How exciting. Like dreams come true, you know, except they were born super early. And my daughter, Amber was born with brain damage and her twin brother had some issues as well, though, not as significant. It was like, Oh, life is not going to go. I'm not going back to teaching. Life is not going to go this direction as planned. And I ended up, you know, being stay at home mom for 10 years, hospital visits, emergency room visits, 15 plus surgeries for my daughter and just full on, you know, a lot of caregiving and a lot, it really took over my life, but it did something else for me. It helped me know who I was because I was a person who always like put on a smiley face, right? Put on a smiley face. Everything's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm the peacemaker. Everything's fine. And, you know, some of the traumatic experiences I had really broke me. I had some like kind of close to nervous breakdown moments, 2007, 2008. And so I had to do my own healing work, which eventually a few years later, after some, you know, 
some um, therapy and some coaching. I work with a life coach by, I came around to 2011. I'm like, coaching? What's this coaching world? You know? And I really started my business from a place of passion. I just wanted to help people. I had learned so much and it really wasn't about business at the time. It was mindset, but I ended up getting in rooms with entrepreneurs and it, it morphed into more strategy, although mindset's always a part of it. But it's been an interesting journey. Um, you know, I have three, so I had another one two years later. And just the experience of being wanting to be a present mom and then having a lot of extra things on my plate. But also, you know, you get to a point in your business like, oh, this is fun. And then your kids start getting older and you're like, okay, I need to be making like some better money here. Uh-huh. <laughs> 20K a year is not going to cut it. <laughs> you know, so there were some really specific decisions I made, basically just cutting out so many things. Not doing that anymore. Not doing that anymore. I don't care if I paid $12,000 for that program. I don't want that business model. And I really, really set some boundaries and focus for how I was going to operate my business and my life. So I'm not, I'm only having calls three days a week. I'm done at three or four o'clock every day, you know, and that, that was just life-changing for me. And it, it was kind of a belief at first too, because, you know, when you're used to like working hard, working hard, being a high achiever, you think, oh, I'm going to be a high achieving mom and a high achieving business owner. Oh yes. And I, I've been married to Brian for 25 plus years. <laughs> There's that relationship too. And he's been in the business, but um, you know, it's just been kind of neat to see the evolution, you know, like you, when you've been in business this many years now, you see the evolution of your life along with it. And you see the evolution of the online world at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. and just how you fit in as you grow and change is really interesting to observe. Yeah. That whole, like, where do I fit in? You know, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you there have mm-hmm. over the last 10 years, there have been so many moments and, and seasons where I didn't feel like I fit in. <laughs> I've never fit in. <laughs> and, and having a special needs child, like you don't go to play groups. You don't do all the right. normal things that parents do and stuff. So I'm like, all right, that kind of helped me, I think in some ways, but yeah. you're exactly right. Like you don't fit in with the rest of the world or like if you've got your, you know, if you're not just going with what everyone else is doing in business, yeah. um, you know, you have your own views and values. It can mm-hmm. be, it can be, yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. And sometimes it can also be challenging to see and hear what everyone out there is saying and echoing, yeah. but inside of your own mind and inside of your heart and soul, what you believe or the way of way in which you would go about doing things, it's different. Yeah even if it's ever so slightly different, but it seems like there's this constant pull. So this is interesting. It's almost like there's this constant pull for you to just sort of like fall in line with the mainstream of the industry. Mm-hmm. And then what we see happening, I'm sure you, I don't know if you've experienced this joy, but probably friends, colleagues, or even clients, perhaps mm-hmm. I typically see this when clients get to like, you know, or, or friends, mm-hmm. um, you know, they had like some rapid growth in their business and it catapulted them into the six figure land. Mm-hmm. But then they literally hate what they've built. They hate everything about what they've built. And then they go through this like funky period of six, I'd say like six months to 12, even 18 months. I've been through that too, where it's like, wait a minute, I need to go back to who I am. And I need to figure out like who I am in my business and who I really want to serve and the way I really want to do it. 
it's, it's so fascinating to me that a lot of people start their business kind of going in this one particular direction, and then it gets to a point where it no longer works. And then they sort of have to like unlearn and relearn. And I think a lot of that is happening right now in our industry. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that with a lot of my clients. Absolutely. There's somewhere near like, it's not, you can get to six figures, just work hard, you know, follow a plan. You can get to six figures. It's sustaining it. It's keeping it aligned with who you are. And, and you can't, you can't hustle your way all the way up the seven figure ladder without hurting your health, hurting your relationships. I mean, I, I know people have done it, you know, and, um, and it, that's no, the, the numbers are no magical thing anyway, you know, it, it really isn't because if you're not happy and enjoying your life and enjoying what you're doing every day, you don't feel like you're being in alignment with who you are, then you know, what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Really, what's the point? Um, there's enough, not enough stuff, you know, that could really like fill that void that we really want to be filled. And my, my story is a little interesting because I was spinning for five, six years before I had my first six figure year. But I think in some ways it was like intuition. Like I was discovering who I was during those years and just refining that. And once I kind of really discovered that, like, I really have catapulted, you know, forward without stopping, which has been kind of like, what, what what happened? Yeah. (laughs) And I've really stayed doing the same thing, you know, for the last five, six years. And because it is my zone, you know, finding that zone and sticking with it. I think what happens sometimes is, um, you, you see all these people sharing all these things or this person saying you need to do it this way. And then you stop trusting yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Self-trust is so essential. Like, I trust who I am. I trust that this is the way I need to do business. I trust that, you know, this is the way forward for me. And sometimes I just have to put my blinders on, you know, earplugs in, blinders on, and just kind of tune out the rest of the world, get advice, have, you know, you know, partners like you, colleagues from friends like you to, to talk things over with. But sometimes we really have to, to trust ourselves, you know, and when, you know, I, I, I probably will get to that point where I'll be like, wait, nope, I'm going to change direction. I'm going to have this, you know, dark night of the soul or, you know, whatever. I've kind of had that with my kids a lot. Haven't had that in business (laughs) except in the first five years, you know, once I really needed to be making money, but I think I just want to normalize it. And the other thing I want to normalize is like not every, uh, conversion event, initiative, launch, workshop, whatever you do, not everything is going to knock it out of the park. It's no, I can say like business has continually grown. There's plenty of things where I would say, wow, that sucked, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or this year, you know, just it's been a lower business year. It's not, you know, like last year was great this year. Not quite, you know, it's good, but you know, but not to be in a place of like, oh, I'm doing something wrong or what's going on or, you know, just go bury my head in the sand. It's just like, okay, out, you know, see what's going on. Maybe I do have some, you know, inner shifts to make that I'm exploring now too. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I have, I'm down with down to one child left in the house now, a big change from, from mm-hmm. three, especially since my twins have moved to their next phase of life. So I really do have space and opportunity for that. I'm excited to see what it all is going to look like, but just like yeah. being in that space of curiosity and self-trust, oh, it's so much easier. It's, yeah. it's not easy, but it's easier when you choose it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When you have self-trust, I mean, that's something I've really been working on the last few years. I I've got a mindset coach. I'm in a mindset masterclass. It's actually a former client of mine and someone who taught inside of my programs for three years still does to this day. And that self-trust piece, it really does help you no longer judge yourself, judge your emotions, judge your thoughts, judge your actions, 
or judge whether or not something worked or not. And I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback on what you said, because I think a lot of women entrepreneurs need to hear this. I too did not have as great of a financial year this year as I did last year. It's relatively significant. I'll say, I mean, if a business coach looks at my numbers, it'd be like, "Mm, that's pretty significant. What went on here? Sure. Some of that was also by choice because I did a massive pivot in my business. Yes. But we're not the only people. And I'm glad we're saying this out loud and it's recorded. Almost every woman I talk to, Joy, says the same thing, but they're terrified to share it with anybody other than like one person behind closed doors that this year hasn't been as good as last year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's probably not going to be the last time that either one of us has a year that's not as good as the previous year. And I think where we kind of go off course is when we make it mean something, we make it mean something that like pulls us down. Like Mm -hmm. nobody likes me, nobody, what I have to offer doesn't work anymore. Maybe I don't really know what I'm doing. I mean, we're all human here. All those thoughts will pass by us like clouds. We all have those. (laughs) We all have them. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about like, what did you make that mean? You know, what did you make that mean about this year that wasn't as good as last year financially or like in the books? What did you make that mean? I think what's really helped, and this is something that I've been working on over the years and in the years back, it was debt, numbers around debt that we had from, you know, a lot of different things and having special needs kids and me not working for 10 years, you know, made a whole big difference for sure. So like starting to neutralize numbers really helped me. Like numbers are not who I am, whether they're negative or whether they're positive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like cross your first six figure year, yeah, it's exciting. You know, it's sure, celebrate, right? But it does not mean that I'm somebody special, right? Or right. we can let the ego get in the way, you know, about those things. Woohoo, next year, multi six figures, 250K, woohoo, you know. But again, it was sort of like, hey, where am I headed? Just think of the big picture, you know, am I doing the work I meant to do? I think if we can stay focused on that instead of the numbers, it's so much better on our nervous system, too. You know, I remember, you know, in the earlier days, too you know, when the first couple of years, you know, you, somebody says they're going to buy and you're like waiting with bated breath. If the invoice is going to come through <laughs> you yep. know? and you're like, you know, going to bed that night, it didn't come through. Oh my goodness. You know, did I do something wrong? Yeah. They're going to back out. They're going to tell me no. Yeah. Oh no. How do I handle this? You know, do we need to get, get back on the phone? You know, <laughs> all these things. And those are totally normal in the early years too, you know? And, and now it's more like, Oh, somebody changed their mind. Okay. You know, all right, that's fine. That's There's more out there. Right. Yeah. right. And usually I can see three to six months later, I keep in touch with people regardless, try to follow them. I'm like, oh, they were headed down a different path. So glad they didn't move forward with me. Right. Yes. So it's not about the numbers. It's about the right people and them going to the right place who they're supposed to be working with or where they're headed or somehow their intuition said, hmm, I don't know. And they, okay. I'm, you know, I'm not the person that is going to decide for you. You know, you decide what's right for you. And I think um, if we can really have that abundant mentality, then, you know, I, I feel in this space of abundance, just about good things happening, you know, and I don't know what that all looks like. A brain's role is changing in the business too. So that's like, that feels abundant. That feels, you know, going to diversify some things and, you know, so all our eggs are in one basket, you know? So, um, that's, you know, it's just, if we can be in that space and again, it's a practice of being present and curious and 
I, a phrase that I use, of course, everything always, everything always works out. Everything always mm-hmm. works out. Like just every yeah. little thing that works out to really acknowledge it. It really helps us lighten up that, okay, that, that month was what it was, you know, whatever, you know, that clients, I, I remember the days of like, oh, I hope she signs up today because it's the last day of the month. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like I made that mean something. Yes. And being able to move beyond that and not be attached to the month or the year or the person or the sale. It's just really just really freeing on your nervous system. And I guess I can say, I think I noticed this more because my nervous system used to be in such high alert for so many years, you know, with a daughter, you know, her first 10 years who could stop breathing on a dime and I'd be calling 911. And then, you know, as she got a little older, all kind of behaviors where she'd be biting and pinching me and, you know, it just, you're a human being, you know, your, your nervous system gets on high alert. And I realized I can't operate this way in life. Oh yeah. And I don't want to recreate that same reality in my business, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to do that. So, um, I think if we can really create a business that not every day is, you know, high five in it, not right. every day is like, you know, you're not going to be feeling it every day, but it not make it mean anything, you know, it's yeah. just like, here's a woman example, right? When you have PMS, right. You know, like, okay, it's that time of the month. I'm feeling grumpy, cranky, whatever. Like, don't make it mean anything. This is not who I am. This is just something else. It's going to pass, you know, not to like, I I usually, my advice to myself usually is just like, don't say any, don't just don't say anything unless you've planned to say it that day. Yeah. (laughs) It's not real. It's not reality. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think what's so key that you just said is it's not who I am. Yes. And so much of who we make ourselves to be is based on our result you know, the amount of money that came through, or we're hanging so much onto past experiences. And so we think we are our past experiences, or, you know, this is something else I've really been working on a lot lately is making sure that I'm not making my thoughts facts, Mm -hmm. that I am not the thoughts that are just like coming up, like people don't like me or whatever it is for anybody, or Mm -hmm. I can't do this. And I think that's so important that that is not who i am yes. is so key so there's mm-hmm. something else that i i caught that you said and that was when a client or when a potential client decides not to work with you you're someone who keeps in touch with them and you follow them and you stay connected mm-hmm. to them and one of the topics we were talking about before we press record was this idea of kind of returning back to this sense of building relationships which as long as i've known you and mm-hmm. just watched you you do that exceptionally well. You are a phenomenal relationship builder and not just with people who are currently in your inner circle paying you, right? And I think we can get a little lost with that where we only have eyes for the people who are paying us, right? but there's also lots of other people out there and you never know what that relationship could bring you or how you could offer value in that relationship. And look, just building relationships has value. There's value in building relationships. And I think that the business world, especially the online business world is really returning back to building relationships, kind of like we did before the internet was big. So let's, let's talk about relationship for a little bit. Sure, Sounds great. So, you know, again, you and I have watched a lot of the coaching and expertpreneur space evolve over the last 10 years. 
And we've also watched how programs are changing. I think programs are really changing. How we're delivering programs is changing, but also how we're doing marketing and sales is changing. Mm -hmm. And you're an expert in those two categories Mm -hmm. in the particular way that you teach and guide people to do it. So I'd love to hear your perspective on where you see marketing and sales really shifting and evolving for the better as we head into 2023. Absolutely. Well, you know, my business is different in the sense that except for an opt-in or two, you won't find one single landing page of mine anywhere. There's no sales sales pages. There's no landing pages. There's no funnels. There's no upsells or, you know, all these tripwires or things like that. I think because I think I've I've always had to keep it simple simply because of my focus in my life. But I think intuitively too, like I want to engage with people. I don't want to engage with a sales page, right? I want to know a person. I want to hire a person, not a company. You know, so I think the more we can be be more real people having conversations like this, or you know, um, having conversations with people who are thinking of joining our programs, you know, having real conversations, not like the salesy kind of, you know, scripty kind of stuff or hand, I don't even handle objections. I don't handle objections anymore. I, you know, I just, here's who I am. Here's what I offer, you know, seems like, you know, you would be successful in this program. Is it the right fit for you? You know? And so I think a part of the changes too, in relationships is letting them be their own best expert in what they need next, right? Rather than these like, you know, 50 emails and here's all the, you know, a, you know, 10 page long sales page with all the objection handling and all the reasons why you should, you know, click to buy. And then how many, how many of us have bought those things and haven't fully engaged or it's still sitting on our computer, Mm -hmm. which to me as well, here's just another side note to that. You know, if that's your business model, that's fine. But I actually don't like having people's content on my computer, having not engaged with it, because I feel like it's devaluing their work. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my work to be devalued either. If someone's going to engage, I want them to be fully engaged. I don't want your money. (laughs) You're going to be fully engaged. You know, I don't want to have that energetic exchange. So I think honoring those relationships in that way and engaging more with real people because social media has just changed things so much. It's even changed our lives. You know, how often do we see our neighbors outside or like talk to real people (laughs) anymore? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're on our phones, you know, we're engaged in this online world. And I think um, we have an opportunity to just rethink some things in our business model of how can we engage directly with people and not be afraid of it, have good boundaries. So you don't get overwhelmed. You know, yeah, I'm an introvert by nature. Like I can people really well, but then I need recharge time. I need Mm -hmm. (laughs) time, you know, and I can't be, I have to take, I take all social media off my phone at the end of the day. So I'm not, you know, uh, getting ind- inundated or anything, but mm-hmm. I think it's really possible, you know, for us. And I, I know yeah. you feel the same way. How I think we all, in a post-COVID world, desire more connection. And I think just the online space is getting a little tired. Yes, you know, of just the old model. Yeah, a question that I've been leading with, you know, like I'll lead my day this way mm. because we're, you know, marketing and sales is part of what all of us do on a daily basis. Right. Like if we're not doing that in some way, shape or form, like the business is going to stay stagnant or regress and go backwards and not grow. And so one of the questions I ask myself is how do I want the person that I'm connecting with today to feel? I love that. Yeah. Or another question that I'll lead with is who can I bless today? Or how can I be a blessing to someone else today? Now, typically 
you know, you know a whole lot about mindset. Thoughts and feelings is what leads to the action. So I always want to tune into my feeling and how I want to feel and the thought that creates that. And then I'm also thinking about the person who I'm interacting with. How do I want them to feel? Yeah. Typically, the relationship building part, and this is this is so simple. I lead with asking questions. Yeah. Right. It's like, how did we make friends when we were little kids? We asked Mm -hmm. each other questions. Absolutely. What's your name? (laughs) What What do you have in your lunchbox today for lunch? Let's take a look. What are you What do you like to do for fun? Hmm. And what we've also really learned about each other is that in this online world, we yes, we're connected even when we're in programs with people. Joy, Mm -hmm. don't that does not equal we actually know each other. Right. And we feel a sense of connection and a sense of belonging. Right. And the minute that you start letting someone talk about themselves, mm. about something other than what you actually do for business, yeah. people will, I mean, people literally love that yeah. because they have so few folks in their personal and professional lives right. who are actually showing kindness, care, mm. and concern yeah. for who they are as a person. And that was a really big shift for me as a business owner, because, you know, and so much of it is related to mindset sure. and self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. And so when you're in business sometimes, and you and I both hear a lot of people talk about, but I've got to make money, but I've got to pay the bills, but I have to have money for X, Y, Z. And when we're leading with this relationship building, quote unquote, from the place of, but I have to make money. Yeah. Your actions are a completely different set of actions and your energy is so different than how can yeah. I get to know this person better and how can I serve this person today? Absolutely. And when you come at it from that angle, it's so fun. It is. So it just fun. creates this mutual, when you just come to the conversation, respecting that person as a human being, not yeah. as a potential sale. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. A, it makes such a big difference. Absolutely. And, and they're going to do what they do. Either they become, yeah. they may become a client two years from now. Exactly. But that's, they're going to return back to you because of how you made them feel. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, that is, that is so rare. And I think, you know, those that are doing their work in the world who are, you know, entrepreneurs, whether you're B2B or B2C, you know, any type of personal development work you're doing or business work you're doing, most of the people in your life don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. how many years later and my family still doesn't really get what I do, Yeah, <laughs> you know, or, you know, what, what this type of business model looks like, you know, I get it. They didn't grow up in this age of like, you know, technology and everything. Um, and, and so, you know, it's, it's very few people in your life that get it and that you could feel safe to share things. Like for instance, yes. I just happen to have three clients who just happen to be local. Um, I didn't meet them that way first. And we got together for lunch yesterday we hardly talked about business at all. We were talking, oh, my mom and dad growing up and I learned this from them. And we were talking about things we've learned and different, you know, things we've done in our lifetime. And it was just beautiful. And like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't there as their coach at all. I was sitting, connecting some women and just sharing some love and and hearing and listening, you know, to who they are and what's important to them. And that just made them feel like a million dollars. And that was- I wasn't doing it on purpose. It's just being a human being. And I think we yeah. can forget, we can forget that because yeah. we always have to be in that kind of leadership space. Like I have to make something of this. <laughs> this is yes. an opportunity, you know, blah, 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 you know, of just being in that space of human beings. And, you know, we can show up in our online content in the same way, mm-hmm. showing more authenticity and vulnerability, just using mm-hmm. less salesy language, you know, mm-hmm. just showing all parts of ourselves, maybe mm-hmm. even if you're having a rough day and normalizing. Yeah 
for other people, you know, um, doing videos where people can, you know, really get to know all of you, you know, your body language, your energy, you know, and, and people can build that new like and trust relationship. But again, not being attached. I can, there's been so many people. I mean, my personal growth journey started around 2007 when I finally started realizing like I have feelings that are really suppressed down there (laughs) really far. Um, And just recognizing that part of myself was huge. And so it's been a long time, you know, of different levels of self-discovery, but, um, and I forgot where I was going with that. Ah! Ah, don't you just love that when you just jump back? I know. And you go through, oh, okay. I know what I was going to say. Um, that it can be um, easy to, it can be easy to forget to be relatable. Do yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes, I like, do. Here's where I was, you know, like I was there where you're at right now. And just to share points in time, you know, in your story to, to be relatable. There's been so many people over the years that I've listened to their free content. I watched a video and somebody said something, I read a book. I don't even remember most of them. It's not stuff I even paid for. And they just said something like, oh, I was, I started thinking in a totally new way. Like that was my next level of personal growth. And if I can be that person to someone else, that just thrills me. I know I have been to many people. And I know all of you have that opportunity who are listening to just, you know, be that late in the world, be that person in the world that, you know, gives people hope and inspires them mm-hmm. um, that you have that opportunity just because you've built an, you know, an email list, a social media mm-hmm. following. It doesn't have to be hundred percent business and marketing and sales. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's so inspiring that you got together in person with a group of your clients who just so happen to live locally. What is your philosophy on mixing friendship and the business, like coach to client relationship. Do you think there's a place for both? Yes. And I've heard your philosophy on it and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, that's right. I wrote a really long post about that one time. I did a podcast episode on that. Yes, you did. I heard that. (laughs) So I think it's a, um, something I've somehow managed to navigate without thinking about it where friends, maybe I've met at networking events or I've been, you know, acquaintances have become clients or real true life friends have become clients and it's worked out totally fine. You know, where we keep like text is our friend communication, you know, like everybody else in the program, it's, you know, this communication. And I think when they really know you're all in for them, just like you are in a friend relationship that it can work out you know, really well. And it could, you know, build the friendship and I still keep in touch with those people as well. And then sometimes, you know, I try to do my best to keep in touch with clients to keep communication, follow up with how they're doing. And, and many of them become friends, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, they're really not going to probably move up the ladder anymore. They've kind of moved up as far as they're going to. And, and not that that changes things either, but I, you know, message them from time to time or like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm coming into Florida. Like, is this town near Clearwater? Oh yeah. You're going to be close by, you know, let's get together yeah. or, you know, just celebrating them or cheering them on. I think whenever you have, when, when they know that you're coming from your heart space, you know, and they know you have your best interest, their best interests at heart. And sometimes I have a client come through a program and they're self-sabotaging a bit. They're not necessarily getting all the results as anyone else, but I show up as compassionate, maybe give them a little extra private, hey, hey, checking in on you that isn't normally part of the program. That yeah. means the world to that. Like they're like, I know I'm you know still a work in progress here, but I got so much just from, you know, that I just had somebody recent like this and that just that she knows that I care and I'm all in for her, you know, whatever 
the next steps look look like for mm-hmm. her. So I think, you know, if we can not be so afraid of people overstepping boundaries, so it's like communicate boundaries, but mm-hmm. then, you know, also know that there's times where I might reach out to you or see how you're mm-hmm. doing or, you know, um, I think we can be over boundaried sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes that comes from a pace, place of, you know, to, uh, you know, having bad client experiences potentially, mm-hmm. you know, or people worrying about ruining a friendship, you know, or something like that, that can happen. You know, if there's an energy there, that's not that, you know, yeah. loving I'm in here, I'm all in here for you, you know, relationship for sure. I know yeah. you, you share a similar view that really we're partnering with them in so many areas. It's not just business that, you know, I think, I think you're, you're missing a, another relationship opportunity if you don't. Yeah you know, sort of become. And I I think there's two very like different and distinct school of thoughts. I've Mm -hmm. had, um, when I made that particular post, I did have some people who commented on that post about, Mm -hmm. can we become friends with our coaches and can, as coaches, we become friends with our clients. And I, I had people who agreed and disagreed with that. I had some people who were like, why yeah. would you ever become friends with your client? Because you really need to keep those boundaries. And I think the person, one of the people who shared that, I I don't know her personally at all. Yeah. She happened to see the post. And I, I believe her viewpoint was coming from the type of work that she does with her clients. And it was super duper emotional and in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's just her philosophy. And that I completely sense. respect that sure. for sure. Um, yes. But, you know, yeah. as, as adult females, mm-hmm. how could you not become friends and, and develop close relationships. I don't think you're going to become best friends with every single client that you have, but there are like just certain clients who, by the way, are people just like Mm -hmm. we are people that come into your life and you develop a friendship because maybe that's the type of relationship that you are meant to have. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, like what you're saying, I do think you, you've got to have boundaries, you know, you need to have boundaries and you need to be Really, I love what you said about like, hey, when we're friends, this is how we communicate. And this Mm -hmm. is the modality that we use in the business, like client to coach space. This is a modality and this is how we communicate. And I'm not going to give you like special preferential treatments just because we're friends and we're a client. And I think it's very important that you're, you communicate that because a boundary isn't a boundary unless it's communicated and understood by both parties and kept and kept kept. exactly, you know, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, earlier today, I, I actually had a, a client session and we were chatting the first five minutes about some business things and, and she runs a program that's going really well. And uh, I actually want to take one of her programs. And so we were <laughs> chatting about that. I was telling her about some blood work that I just had done because she's in the health and wellness space. And then she proceeded to tell me, she goes, well, there's something else that I want to tell you. I've been like a little bit off. This is as much as I can do in business because my son experienced this incredibly traumatic experience a couple of days ago mm-hmm. where he basically like saved a friend's life that is now on life support and they're like teenagers. And so my client was telling me about this situation and obviously she has emotions about it, a lot of different emotions about it. Obviously she's got a, her son has got emotions about it. And oh, by the way, she's a mom of three, two are in college, one is high school. She's married, you know, she's got the home front and she also has 75 clients in a program in a membership program that she's running. She's got business. She has things to continue doing. 
And, you know, this has really been your life, Joy, your life and your business where like life is happening, you know, with your children, life was happening in an unexpected way on a daily basis for you, you know, um, some more traumatic days than others, some more traumatic experiences than others. Yet at the same time, you were able to also continue to build a thriving marriage and a business simultaneously. So life is going to happen to all of us in different ways, in unexpected ways. Nobody is more virtuous than another. I would love for you to just speak some truth for people who are going through something that is highly unexpected or the unthinkable or the unimaginable where they do have a whole lot of emotions wrapped up in that. And maybe they feel like they can't even process their emotions because they've got a business to run and people to show up for. I'd love for you to speak about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like now in the last couple of months, I've heard of more women just going to stuff, some, you know, heavy stuff happening for them. Um, and I think just, again, being in that space of compassion, and I think it's so great, like that clients can feel safe sharing that. And I think that's how you end up building those, <clears throat> those bonds, you know, those friendships, because you learn about their life and their family and their kids and, you know, all that's going on. But, you know, for me, you know, there'd be mornings, like I have to get Amber dressed. I mean, like she wears a diaper and, you know, everything, you know, like baby level, but for someone my size <laughs> and, um, and then behaviors too. And I had get her ready. And like, you know, then Brian would get around the bus. We team tag teams pretty well together, but sometimes it was stressful. And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, um, we had a rough morning and I've got to get on a client call in 15 minutes. How do I pull it together? Like you said, you know, somebody who's got stuff going on and, you know, in general, compartmentalizing can be a bad thing. Like I would say like in years past, you know, I would like compartmentalize emotions. I wouldn't feel them. Like I buried them deep. There is sometimes a healthy compartmentalization you can do where literally I would do a visualization of like, I would just see Amber's face, send her some love. And I would see a shelf in my mind and I put her on the shelf she's right there. She's at school now. Now I'm going to felt, you know, show up fully for my clients and be fully in this zone. You know, so it was kind of like, or sometimes it's flipping a switch, you know, like by energetically or an NLP technique, you know, to like you know, use your, use your fingers to kind of anchor in a feeling to, and I think it is, it's, it's a skill you learn over time of like how to do it in a healthy way. Like I have to shift gears now to show up for this person, you know, and it might be your clients. It might be your husband. It might be your child. You know, you're like, I'm in the middle of a launch and you've got all this stuff going on. You know, like, yep. Turn off the business stuff. Be fully present with your kid or your spouse. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes women, we're so good at multitasking. Mm-hmm. We're so good at holding it all in our mind. Sometimes we do to our own detriment, mm-hmm. you know, like we've got this ruminating in the background and think, you know, worrying about this and thinking about this person. And sometimes we really just have to put it on the shelf, be present with what I'm doing right now. It just, that's helped me. That helped me over the years for sure to just be present. And then honestly, serving my clients made me feel happy. And like, okay, yeah. you know, I shifted, it helped. It was a, a nice, um, you know, state shifter, you know, for me. And then, okay, all right, four o'clock, Amber's coming, coming home, you know, I'm done with business. It's family focused time, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that, you know, it, that when you can do that, that's helpful. 
Yeah. What I'm hearing you say is you taught yourself and you learned how to self-regulate mm-hmm. really well. That's an interesting way to say it, but I, you're yeah. exactly right. I had yeah. to, otherwise I'd be a, I'd be a hot mess. Well, <laughs> and at the same time, I wasn't some days, but <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And you had compassion for yourself and non-judgment for yourself. And, you know, I think as women who are in marriages and we are mothers and we have a business, there's a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility in all three of those categories. There's also a lot of, there's a lot of obligation in all three of those categories. We signed up for those things and you can also be highly committed to each one of those. And you can be committed to the version of you who can be a great leader in all those, which doesn't mean you're not going to have your moments and your days. Yeah. But it's possible. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, Joy. This was such a fruitful conversation. I enjoyed having you on just to talk about like the realness of motherhood. Uh, we didn't even get to talking about doing business with your husband. I'll have to have, we'll have let's do a special show with like Sean and me and you and Brian. That sounds fun. We should do a special like couples edition show where we talk about that. Um, because yeah. I know there are a lot of women who want to do that. They don't know how to navigate it. Um, we'll have to we'll have to do round two. We'll do that. Thank you so much also for just pouring a lot of truth onto what's possible for women entrepreneurs, um, whether it's with friendships, doing business with your spouse managing home life and managing business life and just continuing to evolve and ascend who you are and who you choose to be in the world. Uh, you're just such a good example of that in so many ways. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being on. It's such a pleasure to know you. And I feel the same way about you. <laughs> awesome. And last joy, if yes. people want to check you out a little bit more on social media, obviously we know you don't have all these funnels to opt into. So <laughs> where are the best places for people to connect with you? Super simple. I mean, you can just find me on Facebook, Joy Buffalini. I also have a community, Simplify to Multiply with Joy Buffalini. So come in there. I'm sharing lots of great content um, in that group all the time. And it, it really is a nice space of community where people feel um, comfortable sharing, you know, how they're feeling. And I'll share things in there that I don't necessarily share everywhere else. So if you want to find me there, that would be great. Would love to. Awesome. Connect. Awesome. All that is in the show notes. So go follow and connect with Joy. Thanks, Joy. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.